Welcome to the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ, located in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. I'm Pastor Mike Landsman, and these podcasts are taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. We pray that they will bless you, and we would love for you to come visit us and make our church home, hopefully, become your church home. Here's what we have for today. It is great to see all of you. Welcome back, everybody who's been on vacation. Hope you had a good time. Came back all rested and tanned and sunburns and it's great. Good to have you all back. So this morning, I'm going to focus a little bit on part of the reading from Colossians. Not the whole thing. We heard a lot in that passage. Um, and because we're going to have a baptism right after the sermon, I'm going to focus a little bit more on, on preaching on baptism a little bit. And, um, and, and so it's appropriate not just for us as the congregation, but also for, for the kids as well. So this will kind of function also as, as a children's sermon, I guess. But we heard a lot that St. Paul wrote here to the people in Colossians. And I want to focus on verses 9 and 10. And he says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self. And he says this, Which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the Creator. And so this part of this, of this text in Colossians is especially appropriate today, given we are going to have some baptisms. Now, when I was younger... Uh, the church circles that I traveled in, and many churches are like this today, they treat baptism as something that one just does. It's simply just an act of obedience to act out or to symbolize an internal change that somebody has already experienced. It's seen as just a rote symbol. It's just something we're supposed to do. And in many places, baptism is defined more by what it doesn't do than by what it actually does. And I think that the church is poor for it. But the history of our church here, we have both Lutheran and Reformed streams in this church. So our baptismal theology that sort of undergirds our practice is not defined by what it doesn't do because we actually believe that baptism accomplishes something. It's not just an act of obedience. It's not just an outward symbol of something. Baptism is actually doing something. Like St. Paul says here in Colossians, he said that you have put off the old self and you have put on the new self. And that happens in baptism. So I'm going to talk about three things that baptism does today. The first is, in baptism we are united with Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So this union with Christ crucified and resurrected, it signifies we have become participants in the virtue of Christ's death and in the power of his resurrection. So when we are submerged into the water or when the water is poured over us, we are united and we are participating in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are united with him and we are participants in those things. And in Galatians 3.27, St. Paul says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Notice what he said there, how we have put on 
Christ. Very similar to what he says in Colossians about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. And that new self is being renewed. And because that new self is being renewed, we are then able to do all of the things that St. Paul lists in Colossians that we should be doing and to avoid the things that he tells us that we should be avoiding. This shows that the glory of the Father will raise us up as well, just as Christ was raised from the dead. And it shows that we have been born again. Baptism is a signifier as well of our future resurrection when Christ returns at the end of time. Just as he was raised from the dead, we too will be, will be raised from death. The second thing baptism does is, in baptism, our sins are forgiven. In Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 22, 16, and now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized. Wash away your sins, calling on his name. Calling on his name. And it, I, I, it's, these verses are very direct here in Scripture, right? They're, they're very, they say, this is what happens right when you baptize. Repent and be baptized, and your sins will be forgiven. And so many people read these texts to say, that's not what they're actually saying. But it says very, very clearly, rise and be baptized, wash away your sins. Baptism, in baptism, our sins are forgiven. The washing of our bodies with water is the washing of the soul from the defiling power of sin. And we believe that sin has been washed away upon profession of faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And, that, and baptism is our participation in that reality. In baptism, when our sins are forgiven, it shows that we are dead to the power of sin, the pursuits and aims of sinning, ungodly life, and the guidance of sin. Sin no longer has any dominion over us. It has no rule over us. It has no authority over us. It has no power over us because we have been united with Jesus Christ. And then the third thing that baptism does, in baptism, we are saved. This point can be hard for many to hear, and many Christians will actually say the opposite. But in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, St. Paul writes this, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, and this is how it's done, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. The washing of regeneration, brothers and sisters, is the waters of baptism. And that is a work of God. It is something God does for us. We are justified by his grace. It is a gift he gives to us. Baptism is not a human work. Baptism is a work of God. St. John Chrysostom says, baptism does not simply wipe the vessel clean, but entirely remolds it again. And in 1 Peter 3.21, Peter writes, baptism which corresponds to this now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so his context, the previous verse here, he's talking about the ark and the family of Noah. And that should make us think, brothers and sisters, about all of the imagery that we see in the scriptures about water and about how people have been saved through water, right? So the first thing we should think of is Noah and the ark, right? So the floodwaters come, they destroy everything, but the family is saved in the ark 
through the waters of the flood. And we see the ark today, brothers and sisters, as a symbol of the church carried through on the waters of baptism. Then we see the children of Israel, right, in the book of Exodus, when they leave, when they are liberated from slavery, where do they find themselves in front of? The sea. They find themselves in front of the sea. And what happens when they're in front of the sea? Pharaoh decides all of those slaves that God has just liberated, we need to get them back. So what we're going to do is, is we're, <laughs> we're going to get our chariots and our army, and we're going to follow them, and we're going to capture them, and they're gonna, we're going to bring them back. And what does God do? He opens the water. They pass through the sea. And then as the Egyptians ride through, what happens? The waters crash down and, and destroy the army. And the children of Israel are, are liberated. They are saved. Now we see the children of Israel going through the Jordan River to reach the promised land. And then we also see a picture of of the children of Israel while they're wandering in the wilderness. They are miraculously saved from from dying of thirst, right, by water from a rock. And St. Paul says that that rock was, was Christ. So we have tons of imagery in scripture about water and God's mighty work of salvation for us. Those things are linked throughout scripture and we dare not separate them. We dare not separate them. It is in the waters of baptism that we are changed. It is in the water that we are renewed. And where our old self is put off and our new self, a gift of God's grace, is received. And once again, St. John Chrysostom, as he once taught his catechumens many, 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 many centuries ago, he said this, and this is probably my favorite quote about baptism. As therefore anyone who takes and recasts a golden statue that has been tarnished by time, smoke, dust, or rust, restore it to a th- restores it to us thoroughly cleansed and glistening, so too this nature of ours rusted with the rust of sin, and having gathered much smoke from our faults, and having lost its beauty which he had from the beginning bestowed upon it, God has taken and cast anew throwing it into the waters as into a mold, and instead of fire sends forth the grace of the Spirit that brings us forth with much brightness renewed and made afresh to rival the beams of the sun, having crushed the old man and having fashioned a new man more brilliant than the former. That in the water, God uses the waters of baptism, he says, almost like a mold, and instead of fire, the water (laughs) brings forth the brightness that has been renewed. And so to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, be all glory together with his Father who is from everlasting and is all holy good and life-giving spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. If these sermons have been a blessing to you, I'd ask that you would consider helping to meet a major need that we have. Our building is in current need of some necessary repairs, so we've set up a GoFundMe, gofundme.com slash SaveZionStone. And I ask that you would please consider donating there, or if you'd like, you could also mail us something directly. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to contact me, you can reach me at malandsman at gmail.com. Or you can find me on the church's Facebook page, Zion Stone United Church of Christ, as well as our website. This podcast is available on iTunes as well as Spotify. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you.